This is CES Tech Talk. I'm James Kotecki, and today we've got a stellar conversation from day three at CES 2024 in Las Vegas. We've brought together another fantastic media panel to get their takes on the issues of the day. Enjoy this roundtable discussion from the heart of the world's most powerful tech event. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to CES 2024. We are all on for day three. Hope everyone is having an amazing show. So one of the things that makes CES great is that we have reporters from around the world, thousands of them, and we are so lucky to have <clears throat> Alyssa, Max, and Shanique here with us today who are gonna talk about what we've seen at the show so far and what the implications are for innovation and tech and sustainability in the future. But first, let's just go down the line. I'd love to hear just a little bit about who you are and what your beat is. Hi, everyone. My name is Alyssa. I am a reporter for Morning Brew. I write specifically for one of our B2B newsletters called Marketing Brew. Uh, I cover sports marketing mostly. Hi, everyone. My name is Max Ren. I'm, I'm uh, from SMG News, executive producer. Uh, it's wonderful to be here with the CES with everyone. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Shanique Yates, and I am a staff writer at Afrotech, covering everything from business to technology, entertainment, and beyond. And this is my first CES. So let's have a round of applause for the people who are at CES for the first time, including out here as well. This is my second CES. Obviously, this is Max's 10th CES. So one of the things that is great about CES is just how much diversity we have in the crowd, but also on the show floor. So we're here in the grand lobby. We have consumer electronics companies in Central Hall. We have Digital Health over the way in South Hall. We have, a, sorry, in, in North Hall. We have a huge amount of automotive and mobility. We're one of the world's largest automotive shows. But I think one of the things that often gets missed is the new intersection that we're having for consumers and how brands are thinking about showing up. So I'd love to start with, let's start with Shanique, and you've been spending time at ARIA at C-Space. Give us a little bit of a sense of what you've seen and how brands are showing up and hopefully improving our future. Absolutely. So I spent a lot of time yesterday over, like you mentioned, at the ARIA, and I was able to sit in on a talk with Blake Griffin about um, his mortal media. So just learning about streaming services and how they are um, in competition with cable networks and how we are viewing content and what that looks like, whether it's on our phones, whether it's on our televisions, wherever we watch our content. But the thing that I love the most is that there's content for everyone and then there's also this commitment to access accessibility for everyone. So that was like one of my huge key takeaways from yesterday. Annalisa, how about you? Yeah, I've been in a similar spot hanging out over at the ARIA a lot at C-Space. That's a big hub, I think, for a lot of the, the marketers um, who are here, which is my beat. Uh, one of the, the sessions that I really liked over there was hosted by Female Quotient uh, and an ad exec and also Sue Bird, WNBA legend. Got to meet her, which was incredible. Uh, I really liked that because, like I said, I write about sports marketing. I write a lot about how brands are investing in women's sports specifically and increasing their investment there. Uh, 
and that was what that session was all about. Female Quotient has had a lot of great content um, like that about how brands are thinking about, you know, where they spend their money, women's sports being an example, you know, they're investing more in there, they're seeing their, you know, ad campaigns and sponsorships of women's sports play out and, and get results. Uh, so it was, it was cool to hear them talk a little bit about that. That's great. And I think one of the things that we're seeing here, definitely one of the trends, is around universal design, inclusivity, accessibility. Max, maybe let us know where you've been spending your time, but also maybe what some of the connections you've seen to some of those issues. Thank you, Patrick. Um, yeah, as you just mentioned, I've been covering CES. This is the 10th year I've been covering CES. And uh, my team has been uh, arrived Saturday night. And we have been working through Erica Park, Mandalay, uh, Venetian, and this is like ever, you know, expanding CS, right? Everyone must be tired, but that also means the technology is expanding. And congratulations to CS expanding. So we have been focusing uh, on everything, but the uh, primary this year, the future is on. So we focus on AI and autonomy, especially Nowadays, the CS is like future future vehicle show. <laughs> we have the uh, great um, uh, vehicle, uh, green energy, and uh, you know um, smart uh, city. I think that's uh, what we are typically focusing on. It is a great journey to be here on the tenth year uh, as SMG covers this news. Thank you. Well, Max, you hit the magic word: AI. AI everywhere. Um, we, we, it, it's pervasive through the show. I don't think we see it in one brand, in one company, in one vertical, in one activation. Can you give us a sense, Max, of what is, how is AI showing up at CES 2024? Yeah, so uh, prior to CES, I have been to uh, Rockville Automation in Boston. So in that convention, it's typically uh, the acceleration of AI in manufacturing, AI in agriculture. So in another word is job replacement in manufacturing, job replacement in you know, all kind of uh, agricultural service sector. So this time uh, we are here, we, we, are, we, are, we are seeing the beginning of, um, actually this year, why it's called Future is On. From my understanding is, it's the year of acceleration of job replacement. So, you know, we are, we are looking very closely on how AI impacts everyone's life. Patrick, thank you. And we know that AI is pervasive in content. It's helping us discover content. It's helping us find ways to gamify our lives, to get into gaming, to get into sports, to get into entertainment. What are some of the ways that AI is opening up doors to new people to engage in some of the things that we're seeing on the show floor here. Listen. I don't think I've been to a single panel or session where AI hasn't come up. Uh, it's definitely uh, at the forefront of a lot of the marketing conversations. I've heard of it a lot as, at this point, a time saver for people in that role. Uh, if you're in a creative role, you know, you could use AI to change the background color of one of your ad spots a thousand times instead of having to do that manually. Uh, so there's been a lot of concern about, oh, is AI going to take my job if I'm an advertising creative? 
I have heard a lot of reassuring comments that at least in that field that I cover, it's not so much about replacing the job just yet. It's more for tasks, things like that, uh, to save people time, let them, you know, do more creative tasks and, and focus their time and energy elsewhere. But you bring up a good point. And Shanique, when we're thinking about people are worried about AI, that it's maybe threatening their jobs. And we've done some research on it, and it turns out that whilst there are concerns, people are excited by the opportunities for time-saving or for opening doors, for enabling people who maybe couldn't have access to opportunities being powered by AI. What have you seen at CES or heard at CES that's helping advance that? Absolutely. So I've heard a lot at CES about AI, and I was one of those people as a writer on the fence worried, you know, about AI and writing and chat GPT. But one thing that I saw, um, a big thing was I went to Google's activation, right? And being able to see a lot of times as a journalist, you are doubling as a content creator these days. So it was really cool seeing the features that could change the backgrounds if the photo was messed up or you know remove things out of the picture. I thought that was cool. But then also I popped over to the Venetian and Maya Vanna, it's a black woman owned hair um, company that uses AI to make hair care more simplified. So I just love that AI is making life easier and um, I'm just excited with all the cool updates I've been seeing. And you bring up a great point, so we'll, we'll stay on that. Beauty tech, this is a new area at CES. We had L'Oreal on the keynote stage just the other day. They were showing how AI is informing their new app, but also how their devices, their Hapta device that they previewed at CES last year, enables people that may have mobility issues to still be able to apply lipstick uh, in a uniform manner, that they're looking at how to cater to all skin types, all hair types, and engage that. And we obviously, it looks like there's a growth area uh, in terms of enabling people to is it is it fair and accurate to say to optimize their self themselves using AI? Absolutely. I think a lot of the products that I've seen have just been focused on more self-reliance, right? But just making it easier. And I love the beauty tech products because I try to watch a lot of TikToks about how to do my makeup and my hair differently. And just knowing that these tools are in place to just help streamline that process is super exciting. So, Max, staying, staying with sustainability, universal design, and accessibility, you talked a little bit about automotive and mobility and smart cities. Give me a sense of some of the innovations that you have seen on the floor that is empowering individuals to get better access to live their lives or to build more sustainable communities. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, that gave me some... Uh, uh, thought about the um, some new product such as um, uh, snow uh, you know snow remo removal uh, bot and uh, uh, you know like landscaping bot this kind of uh, uh, smart and green uh, EV powered like uh, this kind of small device and they also such as uh, you know um, some brand that I really like the um, like RoboSense, like uh, Yabo, the, the little bot. And also I went to the uh, Nicholas 
kind of chart, right? You know, that reminds us this is a you know, like global community. So technology, it can only evolve, it can only move forward with a global effort, such as some, you know, like some chip made in Taiwan, some chip made in South Korea, Japan, in, uh, in China, you know, uh, some were designed in Italy or Germany, some manufactured in, 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 in Phoenix, Arizona. So it's a global effort to move the technology forward. So, you know, and recent, uh, in the past several years, there's lots of, uh, you know, lots of uh, geopolitical issue, but technology and like culture and technology bring human race together. Every, every brand, you know, we have seen some great uh, product announcements such as Hyundai, Kia, mm -hmm. Sony, it's, you know, Sony, Honda, latest mobility. So, so innovative, but that reminds us in order to make human race, right, technology move forward, the race has to come together, unity. That's my, uh, you know, interpretation of culture and technology moving forward. Thank you. You're taking my talking points from me, Max. And that's one of the beauties. CES is bigger than any one company or any one country. It truly is convergence from the top to the bottom of the supply chain. You talked about the chips. We have the global manufacturers who are helping create the infrastructure that is going to empower a sustainable future. But there's also inevitably going to be something at CES that surprises you. So what surprised you so far, Alyssa? The most surprising thing for me, I think, as a, a first-timer at CES um, was just the amount of topics that were covered, quite honestly. Uh, I was a, a little skeptical coming. Like I said, I have a very specific beat in sports marketing. Uh, so when I was first looking through the program, I wasn't sure that you know it would be relevant to the type of reporting I was looking to do. Uh, but just the number of people that I have met across the, the, the number of industries, uh, that has been a very pleasant surprise. I will also add that at one point I saw two dogs on the show floor, uh, which I really enjoyed. I think we can all agree that uh, it's nice to see dogs. I'm more cats, but if we can have pets, and I'm sure there's some electronic ones as well. Something that surprised you or opened your eyes or something that you didn't expect, Shanika, at CES. Yeah, I would have to agree. Really, the range of topics and just all of the different things that are available. One thing that was big for me is just the amount of auto um, like industry, like with a voice or a presence here. That was super cool. And seeing like Honda's new, like their um, EV models, that was super cool. It made me feel like I'm finally in the Jetsons. <laughs> um, so I just really enjoyed like all of the topics and then being able to, I think we kind of offline backstage just about a lot of the sustainability products. Um, I come from a sharecropping family, so being able to see all of the advancements in farming, I can't wait to go home and share that information with my great uncles who still farm today. And that's a great point. If you haven't had a chance to see John Deere and many other exhibitors, they're, they're demonstrating how technology is making farming more efficient, how LiDAR and radar and 5G technologies are all supporting the ability for farmers essentially to be able to do more with less, to optimize their time, and at the end of the day, to feed a growing world in a sustainable manner. And I think that's one of the big things that we see 
at CES that there is, this isn't just a talking point by, by companies about sustainability. This is about investment, new technologies, batteries, or other ways to make things more efficient. So Max, give me a sense of maybe something that you've seen that, that is also helping on the sustainability front. Well, if we want to talk about uh, sustainability, I would like to uh, mention one topic. Almost all of my friends, media friends, uh, they were complaining about the internet speed in Las Vegas. <laughs> Almost every hotel, <laughs> every corner, we, 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 we're supposed to be in the 6G now, but we, we forget about 5G. We couldn't even get 4G properly. So that's like a kind of we are in the, the largest tech event in Las Vegas, CS, thank you CS, but somehow we are having the slowest internet in this city. Understandable, we are in the middle of the desert. But, you know, future and sustainability, I really like to see something, you know, I think it's about policy, you know, policy, how policy, how policy implementation to match human technology development. <laughs> and yeah, thank you this year, uh, there's lots of uh, green, uh, sustainable, um, Topic that's really I really like those kind of uh, idea and we are we are definitely we're covering uh, sustainability and uh, you know renewable energy sector. Thank you, Patrick. And and I think Max, you draw on one of the great points that not everybody necessarily knows about the great conference program that CES has. More than 250 conference sessions, a thousand speakers from all over the world, including our policy innovation track, which brings in global policymakers and regulators who are helping us understand and we're helping to educate them on what is required to allow these technologies to thrive in the world. So give me a sense on kind of where you see, Alyssa, this intersection of policy and, and sports and content and entertainment because we, we need some, right? Sure, yeah. Policy and regulations govern every industry, uh, marketing and advertising included. I mean, I think the best example, if you're not familiar with the ins and outs, I won't bore everyone, but people talk all the time about, oh, I was having a conversation with my friend uh, about buying a new couch. Then I saw an ad for a couch on Instagram. Uh, there are, of course, rules and regulations governing how brands can use the data that they have access to to target people across the internet. Uh, that is a topic that has been coming up for years among brands and brand marketers. Uh, it's, it's come up a lot at CES, data privacy, things like that. Uh, with AI as well, that is something I think that is a little bit newer to marketers than maybe some other people in, in different segments, sectors like tech. Uh, and I have heard some people say, you know, we need a little bit more regulation there. Marketers, brands are still experimenting with AI, it's still really new. Uh, and from what I've heard when it's come up at every CES panel I, I've been at, uh, that, that has been a, a talking point, is that people in the marketing industry aren't so sure if, if that's being regulated the way that they think it should be just yet. And, and Shanique, from your perspective, what, what are some of the areas in which you think you've seen a similar intersection amongst maybe products and policy or how everyone can come together to advance our future here. Yeah, um, it kind of just goes back to what I was saying before about just that self-reliance. So us being in control, right? We 
think about the technology and we think a lot of times people's minds go to the worst that can happen um, and the technology having too much control, right? So just knowing that we're still in control and we're still able to tell the products what to do, uh, tell the technology what to do um, and still have that autonomy that's been a big thing that's for me and also just again with the ads like talk that has been like the number one conversation at all of the panels like I was talking to my friend I was uh, sometimes like texting friends and then I automatically saw this ad on Facebook and Instagram so people want to know that their personal and private conversations are safe that they do have privacy when they're on the internet so being at CES and being able to listen in on the panels has truly comforted me as a consumer. Well, you heard it here first that it's where we're making news. It's where we're also in informing uh, the global policy audience. I saved one of the meatier questions for last. And I think it ties together a lot of what we've been talking about today. Your job as media, as global reporters, is to inform, to inspire, to empower. But we're dealing with fracturing of media. We're dealing with a Gen Z that would rather lose a little finger. Our research shows this. CTA research shows that a substantial portion of Gen Z would rather lose part of their anatomy than their phone. So how, how do we cater to this? How are you thinking about news and information and empowerment in the future. Max. Every news organization is it's competing and it is also fighting with the traditional way. So we are self-evolutioning you know, to change, adapt the new technology, such as ChatGPT. <laughs> so many college students, they were able to use ChatGPT to write thesis and you know, people are using ChatGPT to, to uh, apply their uh, job. So also, that kind of AI, it's, um, you know, it's also being part of our day-to-day uh, -day, uh, news production. We were, we were able to, to be so efficient because of uh, the, the, the technology evolution. So as a news, um, you know, news, um, uh, global news, uh, uh, um, Production. Uh, we would like to, of course, would like to um, to adapt the new technology. To to nowadays, everyone like 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 Gen Z, they they watch shorter and shorter video. It used to be ten years ago, everyone uh, probably watch two or three minutes uh, or ten minutes, right? Five years ago, you watch a minute or two minutes. Now everything like five three seconds, you know, five three seconds. So it's like rapid development of the speed speed we cannot catch up so it's kind of balance we we have to you know we have to balance time speed efficiency information and news so Shanae, we just heard about present state and 10 years ago where are we in 10 years yeah i think in 10 years we are at more accessibility, at least that is my big goal as a journalist. I am writing for Afrotech, but I always think back, like I mentioned, I come from 
a sharecropping family in a very small town in Dinwiddie County, Virginia. So when I am reporting and putting the news out, I'm thinking of them. I have great uncles who don't browse the internet and who only get their news from one source. So I just think accessibility is a big thing that I want to see in 10 years, just um, specifically for black and brown communities to have access not only to news, but the amazing products that are here, all of the conversations. I, I just want us to have a pulse and have a be able to be included in, in those conversations. Couldn't agree more. Alyssa, close us out. You guys both had great insights there. I, I totally agree with what you said, Max, about short, get to the point, Gen Z, they're scrolling three, five seconds. Uh, media outlets should have a presence on TikTok if you want to get to that audience. Quick, quick articles. There are still room, I think, for larger features to explore. Um, and, and I agree with you too, Shanique, about accessibility and the way we write and the wording. Uh, it's a problem even just in the, the B2B community. A lot of jargon, for instance. And if you're newer to your industry, maybe you don't know this terminology. Um, so I think we, we need to you know, think about that across the board, making our, our writing, the people we speak to, the words we use more easily understood and digested. Our time is up. Please give Alyssa, Max, and Shanique a big round of applause. We're so proud of all of our media partners here and so glad to have you. Let's make the most and close out CES strong. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Well, I hope you found those media insights from CES 2024 were indeed insightful. That's our show for now, but there's always more tech to talk about, so hit that YouTube subscribe button, leave a comment, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartMedia, or wherever you're getting this show. And get more CES at ces.tech. That's ces.tech. I'm James Kotecki, talking tech on CES Tech Talk.